Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What it do, Guru Nation? Brand new episode of the Guru Nation Power Hour. Spencer the Guru here to bring it to you for this next hour here on Spencer Guru Channel, Fantasy Football Hustler Channel. We're live on, I believe, seven different channels tonight. So shout out to everyone here rocking with us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter X, wherever you are. Welcome in. It's going to be a lit one, y'all. Guru Nation Power Hour. Always a great time. We keep it lit every Wednesday evening, talking all things NFL and more specifically Saints. We're going to kick this show off. This one's going to be a Saints OC roundtable discussion. We're going to discuss who the top candidates are for the Saints offensive coordinator since Pete Carmichael has been fired. Bye-bye, Pete. Good riddance. We'll have more on that here in a little bit. And we're going to break down each divisional round matchup with our special guest. So let's get him on right now, y'all. You already know him, man. He rocks the bay. He's ready for his bang bang niner gang taking the field this weekend here. Bogart Scott Free. What's happening? Hey, hold on. Um, Jerry, let me call you back. Right. <laughs> always always got a work call going. Yeah, that, was, uh, that was that was Jerry Jones. You know, Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry. What did Uncle Jerry have to say? Um He's very emotional right now. I bet he is. You know? Guess you're your shoulder to cry on. <laughs> and, uh, I'm pretty sure the Cowboy fans are about to get emotional because, uh, yeah, they're keeping Mike McCarthy. Ah, yeah, that was just announced here, y'all. Big Mike McCarthy will remain the Dallas Cowboys head coach in 2024. So, I guess, it, will it be y'all's year again? I guess in y'all's mind it will be. <laughs> you know, here's my thing is, like, I don't think any Cowboys fan, fan should be surprised about the re- retaining him. I mean, they're the second seed overall. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah and the thing that sold it all to me was that, look, bro, it's Dak's contract year. Dak likes McCarthy. They work well together. Mm. So it's like you might as well, if, it's, if the ship's going to sink, you might as well go down with the ship. So if Dak sucks and McCarthy's good, they're all going down with the ship. And then if it sucks next year, they have another awful exit. Then they'll just... They'll just blow it up, bro. At that then point, go, then together they go to the like the Saints or something. Like, <laughs> I mean, hell, maybe because then the Saints are probably gonna blow it up if Derek Carr and DA don't work out. So, saying, right, like, like, because like, I feel like that would be like a tandem. If like, if because I didn't think of that, I didn't consider that fact that like Dak could have been the one. Like, no, we're keeping him because then there is like historically they don't really just go willy nilly running through head coaches now. You know what I mean? I mean, I think the Parcells one was like the only. I think he was like the last short-lived coach they had because I, I think it was because they had, I mean, he beefs with every owner, you know what I mean? 
You're right. Exactly. 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 So yeah, yeah. Jason Garrett lasted there a while. Or Wade Phillips. What up, Albert? Shouting out all the people in the chat here. Appreciate y'all rocking with us here. Because Wade Phillips was there with Parcells, right? Yeah, and I think I guess they did they promote him from within. Yeah, Peyton was OC. Let's see. Let me pull up their coaching chart here. See how uh, how long they they kept motherfuckers. Because Jason Garrett was part of that staff too. And I want to say he was actually, yeah. Wade Phillips wasn't there very long. He was actually shorter lived than Bill Parcells. Yeah, but but they're kind of a package deal because at one point Parcells leaves because they right there was like some kind of it drama with them, him and Jerry. Yeah, I can't remember the specifics of it, but like, yeah. But so if you combine them, what is that like five a five year stretch? That's, yeah, over at oh three they hired Parcells. He stayed through oh six, so that's four. Phillips lasted three. Then he got fired in the middle of 2010 yeah. for Garrett. So about eight. So I'll go ahead and, and like Garrett was there, bro. Garrett the Clapper. He was there yeah. for fucking nine years. Yeah. Holy shit. That's another Clapper, the Clapper. And, and that, you know funny the like, Clapper. I was just texting uh I was texting a uh, Hess and Huss about this right before I jumped on. And now almost I think one of the because I said the same thing. I was like, you know, that historically they um they don't really run through their coaches, but I'm thinking like it's really just since life after that Parcells slash Wade Phillips experiment, right? Because if you think about it, he might have been like discouraged by the head coach trying to run run this this thing, right? So he said, "Okay, I need to make sure I got a a, a puppet in this thing." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, Mike, would, would you say Mike McCarthy is more puppet than not? I mean, yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. And it, well, Garrett was too, though. I guess that's the thing. That their recent hiring practices have been just hire a puppet. They yeah. haven't had an actual head coach since Bill Parcells. Yeah, because then if, this is why I'm asking that. Because then I could be like, yo, McCarthy might be there for a cool minute. Like, you just keep doing well enough. In this case, like <laughs> top tier, that second seat overall. Like, you know, how long has uh, he has McCarthy Yeah, three been? straight 12 and five seasons. I mean, Man, shit. Like, you know, I mean, it, it really have to be some drama with them, like Jimmy Johnson and Jerry, you know what I mean? Where they're like, mm-hmm. right, yeah, because it's crazy. It's pretty crazy because fucking, I didn't realize Tom Landry was their original coach and he stayed all the way to 88. Way. Yep. And yeah, then all the way. Jerry, that shook it up. Right, I, I, yeah, I it he, was Jerry that shook it right? up. Was he? Did he like? Did they make it where they it was like a neutral agreement? But it was really. Like, I don't know. I think it was kind of. I think a lot of people didn't like that Jerry basically forced Tom out. Yeah, and then they brought in Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, Johnson, and they won like two, a, two a roll of the dice. Like you know, all things considered, like he. I mean, he was the hot team coming out of. I mean, the hot coach coming out of Miami, right? Yeah, yeah, coming out of college. Yeah, but it worked off, out. Like, I think so. Yeah, he was the hot hand, but then he they had beef, and then they brought in the motherfucker uh, Switzer, Barry Switzer, and then he did well. It's crazy because like uh, I saw, I've seen all the documentaries I can. I'm interested in stuff like that, right? Yeah. But like one of them was like Jimmy Johnson and how he, uh, you know what I mean? It was just a lot of differences of ideology, and there's a lot of it was like credit. You know what I mean? Like, hey. Uh, you know, I saw you in that interview, Jerry, talking about, you know, you did this, this, and that, and I did that. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. me. Like, he was not getting the credit. It really pissed him off. You know what I mean? And, like, Jerry stealing the credit, I really rubbed him the wrong way. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, really me off. <laughs> and, you know, Jimmy Johnson was really yeah. rah-rah. You know what I mean? And then they go, they when they switched to Switzer, Switzer's the kind of guy that would, you know, make them read, like, The Art of War. 
the Sun Tzu yeah. book and then like and like show them like uh different speeches from like you know different uh different uh generals and like you know Charleston Heston and you know what I mean just all yeah. these different like generals like he would like you know this was his approach like a military esque approach and it took them a year to adjust but then they got right back to the chipper you know what I mean took oh yeah all. yeah for sure yeah. so yeah I think honestly I think they won't they are not gonna win a chipper until they hire what I consider an actual head coach, someone that's a true leader of men. I mean, Mike McCarthy is just, he's a Pittsburgh guy, man. I feel like he's just, he can get just enough results to keep his job. But like, as far as him being like, he's not going to be a hall. He's not a hall of fame head coach. I mean, the only reason he has a ring is because he had Aaron Rodgers. So I just feel like it's one of those things where, you know, they kept him. Okay. But expect more of the same next year. And it's one of those things, if you're just content with being a one-and-done or the divisional round, then, yeah, McCarthy's a man for the job. But as we were discussing before the show, Bogey, about, like, I want someone that I feel like I can go to war with. I want, like, a fucking – I want, a, like, a stone-cold killer, like, on the field, have that mindset of, like, I got to get it. Like, this is it. Like, to where yeah, I just I, don't I, think McCarthy's I, I go that to guy. I ain't going to lie. But that's just because it, it matches my personality, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, because then you could have the methodical, cerebral motherfuckers. Yeah, know, I mean, right? like Belichick. Belichick's not yeah. a rah-rah guy, but we already know he's he's stone cold. <laughs> he's you know, a, he's you know, a cold-blooded killer, Belichick. <laughs> yeah, like, and like when I think of Atlanta, I think of like glitz and glamour and like, you know what I mean? Black Hollywood. And it's like, I'm like, how did, I, I don't know how he's going to fit in there if he does go there. You know what I mean? I'm no, like, I think it, it might be awkward for sure. It's definitely going to be awkward at first, but if they buy in, it could be pretty good. I mean, it's gonna, gotta, who are they going to get for the OC? That's the real question. Who's the OC going to be? I mean, you know, he probably just gets the old gang back together. It's the oh, guys like Josh gosh. McDaniels or Bill O'Brien. Oh, or, you know what I mean? No, that's going to suck for Bijan, bro. Then, there. He was there with Bill O'Brien. Bill, Bill there's going to be more committee backfields. And, oh, I mean, look at who he got over there. Fuck, yeah, I, mean, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but then I could point out like guys like a James White. You know what I mean? Who's like, you know, he caught 70 balls before, 70 plus, whatever. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay. Or like, you know, uh, Josh Jacobs, uh Damian Harris guys. Yeah, like that's that. true. I mean, this year they, they pretty much made you know I mean? like, Ramondre Stevenson the like the primary back. So yeah, maybe he'll they, he'll be like yeah, how, he was. How many balls did Stevenson catch this year? I'm, I'm pretty sure like he, the year before he caught 69 yes, dudes. But nine, I mean, nine, like last year, I don't know how many sure. he caught this year, but I'm sure he caught a gang of them. Let's see, yeah, he probably, caught. I, give me 30. He caught uh, 38. Yeah, because he okay, only played 30. 12 games. Yeah, so see, it's, I, I was trying to. I, I think if he played. If you played, the, you know, the extra five games, I mean, he's shooing for like 50 at least. I'm, I'm yeah, sure no, say, let's just say they bring in Bill O'Brien. You know, I think Bijan, you know, Bijan, I think he'll, he'll be better off with Bill O'Brien and Arthur Smith. I mean, it's like you can't get any worse than Arthur Smith, bro. That motherfucker was clueless. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, uh, even if it's a Josh McDaniels, I mean, look at Josh McDaniels uh, with, with uh, Josh Jacobs. You know what I mean? Like, Sky's going to be a double-digit touchdown guy. I mean, they want to run when they get down there. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, shit. Like, what are they gonna do at QB? It'd be a retread. Like, I think they'd say they bring in a Russ, right? Like, I don't think anyone just exactly trusts Russ like that these days. You know yeah, I mean? the thing with I think I think they might make the move. I kind of think they make the move for Justin Fields. I like that. Uh, how about yeah. this scenario? How about the, this? The Patriots make the move for Justin Fields. Here's the thing: is I don't think he gets traded if they because if, if they hire someone like a Greg Roman. Because uh, the Greg Roman is like he's the he's the rumored guy right now. 
Uh, oh, to do like a freaking for the Bears. Mm. Yeah, like he—I I don't know if they interviewed him already, but he's set to be interviewed. If not, yeah. Already. If that case in the yeah, then damn, they're probably gonna trade first overall pick again, or get a weapons here. I mean, because here's yep, yeah, here's the thing—they got a lot. To, they got a lot to, to retool on offense. That whole entire line. I mean, if you want to go weapons wise, say you have Greg Roman. I mean, Cole Komet and DJ Moore is really all that the system's going to call for. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. And at that point, you might as well trade down and just like take an O-lineman or a defensive player. Like, it's I mean, not worth. He'd be a fool to take Marvin Harrison Jr. first overall because he, with Greg Roman, he'd go to waste. I mean, like, so you, 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 you got to trade the pick because I guarantee you teams will be banging the fucking door down to get that pick because Caleb Williams is a generational talent. I mean, Caleb it's, Williams is a motherfucker. Someone within like the I mean, that, that could change a game for someone. If you can get Caleb Williams on your team, that's good. You, you'll be season tickets sold out instantly. I mean, bro. Atlanta, right? Why not? Why doesn't Atlanta still work with the Bears, but only in this way, in this case, trade up to get the, the rights to, to, a, to a Caleb Williams and like give up that first as well, plus whatever else on top they're asking for. I mean, right. I just said, Bill. Oh, oh, yeah. Bill Belichick. Here, here's this theory. How about this? Belichick may have been wanting to tank for Caleb with the Patriots. And then if he goes to Atlanta, they could trade up for Caleb and he'd still get his guy. You got indoors too. Yeah, the indoors, like Belichick might be kind of like the way the Spurs did. You know, they kept Popovich, but they took the generational Victor Wimbimnana in the NBA draft, you know, like. Yeah, you know these 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 guys—they might be old, but they still know talent. And I guarantee you, Belichick can see that Caleb Williams is a fucking generational talent. Um, I mean, yeah, and then he would immediately have all these weapons. I'm pretty sure, like, if you're a young QB playing in a market like Atlanta, just living, being like living there, who doesn't want to? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this is this is all for those just tuning in. This is all in the scenario that the Bears decide to keep Fields. I'm still under the impression they trade him, but. Because they haven't I'm, hired Greg Roman yet, but yeah, if they do, that's yeah. And I'm throwing that out there because it's like you know what I mean. I mean, Greg Roman, you know, he's he's been the postseason. He's got guys like Kaepernick into the postseason. He's got guys like Tyrod Taylor into. Yeah, the I mean, Lamar and MVP year under year. him, like yeah. You know what I mean, so you know, it's in his repertoire to like be able to freak these uh, mobile QBs and really, you know what I mean. One thing about Greg Roman, it don't last too long. You know what I mean. That's the thing is that like. You yeah, I, to me, they'd be idiots to go that route. If I'm them, I'm just I'm taking Caleb Williams and I'm trading fields. I'm I, going I, with an OC that's a, a pass first guy. I'm not taking Greg Roman, bro. That, yeah. if, if the Bears do that, that's an L move, bro. If they I, keep I fields and hire Greg Roman, I think they're gonna fucking suck. Like, I think <laughs> from a fantasy standpoint, this is what we would want for Justin Fields, right? From a reality standpoint, yeah, yeah, um, you kind of have a point, but yeah, from a reality standpoint, it could get ugly. Right? Maybe it ugly. This is them like uh you know, like hey, okay, we tried to get him weapons. Now let's get him a system that you know that really features what he does best. Maybe maybe that's the approach here, you know what I mean? But like, and you know, you can't just bring in bring in someone else and be like, Okay, we're gonna bring in Greg Roman as the OC. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's Greg Roman's never had a shot either at being a head coach. So I'm sure, like, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm I'm sure to Especially for if if people don't think Chicago is a, a desirable place to go coach right now, it, this would be the direction they would look. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We got actually. Uh, we, we need to move on here and talk Saints since that's what you know that's what the people are good. looking for. So we'll do it. But let's answer this real quick from Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. 
uh, Dynasty Superflex in Dak and CD for Mahomes and Marvin Harrison Jr. Hmm. Uh, I don't even know where Marvin Harrison's going to end up yet. That's the thing. Yeah, we don't know. I don't want to move. It depends. Like this that. is my thing. This is how – if you're in a win-now mode, bro, keep Dak and CD because those yeah. motherfuckers are about to eat next to year. For Dak and CD. Exactly. They kept McCarthy. They're going all in. So th- th- it, it, this is, the to me, just it, it comes down to this. If you're looking long-term, if you don't feel like your team's really ready to compete for this year, I would say Mahomes and Marvin if you're looking more for a long-term. But if you're in a win-now mode, if you feel like your window of opportunity is now, keep Dak and CD because those two are about to eat and eat well I mean, yet again Nelson. because it's Mike McCarthy, bro. They, they do well right, in that Jordy system. Nelson, uh, fucking uh, Devontae Adams, you know I mean? CD Lamb is like, this is, you know. Yeah, what, he's an elite WR1. He's arguably the WR1 overall headed into this season. Him and Justin Jefferson, you could debate. Well, we don't know who Jefferson's. QB is going to be, assuming it's still Kirk Cousins. There's cases to be made against a Jefferson, right? Like, oh, we don't know who's going to say it is Cousins. They'd be like, well, there's Addison and Hawkinson. And like, you know what I mean? Hawkinson is going to be a little slow. He's going to be coming off an ACL. I'm just saying these are the cases that people will make against them versus like. Yeah, CD, It's he's got the green light, bro. He's going to fucking. Like the only guy there, right? Yeah, Tyree Kill, he'll be in the mix too. But I think, I mean, he's getting a little age on him to where it's like, I think CD and Jefferson will be the one and two. And then Chase, you could maybe throw in there. You know what's crazy? back healthy. I want one thing I noticed with two is like, man, they weren't like stretching the field like. like yeah, they really they, they fell off, man. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel like, about Tyree Kill heading into next year. Weird. I'm kind of off of him. Kind of like the way I'm not saying it, I, like it kind of it's, it's it's someone that I think he hit his peak last year. I think I think it's all downhill from here. I don't think Tyree Kill comes anywhere close to having. A year like that again. I'm still gonna be on Tyreek Hill. I just don't know if like I'm gonna like. Oh, if you if you want him next year, you're gonna have to take him in the top five of single QB. Yeah, I'm not touching him. There's four guys that I would take over him, and he's there for me. I would do that. You know, I mean, in 24, it's probably gonna be CMC, uh, CD, Jefferson, Jefferson, Kyron Williams, and Tyreek Hill. I would think that'd probably be the top five. Yeah, people will pull up Kyron there. Kyren's getting pulled up early next year, y'all. So don't know. There will not be any discount on Kyren. But let's get to these Saints OC candidates here. I don't know. We talked about it before. Might even be not Kyren there. You know what I mean? Yeah, Puka could be a first rounder next year with Cup. It looks seemingly in decline. Cup, I don't. I, I didn't want any part of Cup last year. You know, I was. I, feel yeah, like I Cup, won a couple titles with him. Felt good to have him in the stretch there. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, had, he had a few good games, but I mean, the bottom. I mean, as we saw in that playoff game, I mean, it's Puka, bro. Puka's the present and the future over there. So. But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about these candidates here. You know, they interviewed uh, Pete Carmichael's going to the Saints. Are interviewing three, and they all have something in common: Sean McVay disciples. A trio of Sean McVay disciples have been interviewed today by the Saints. Which I'm just like, praise the Lord, thank Christ that y'all finally woke up. Because man, I was getting so sick of this fucking just Pete Carmichael's just stale offense, and like we need to change this thing up for real. And so Shane Waldron was interviewed, Seahawks OC. He helped lead a turnaround there in Seattle offensively, as well as Zach Robinson, one of McVay's current protégés, who's the Rams' current QB coach. And then Dan Pitcher 
who was a McVay. He was kind of an understudy. He was a Zach Taylor understudy who followed Zach Taylor to the to the Bengals, which we all know Zach Taylor's a McVay disciple. And Dan Pitcher has helped develop Joe Burrow into being the stud he is today. He's been the Bengals QB coach since 2020. So all three have solid resumes. And also they, you know, they got other rumored names, you know, shoot your Niners, Clint Kubiak. He's been rumored here and there with a bunch of teams of being OC fucking hey, uh, hey, listen, Chucky. Man. I mean, fucking Chucky's in the mix. John Gruden, yeah, as controversial as he is. Man. So well, because you know what? That's a Derek Carr request. Believe it or not. Like, well, he, yeah, because Derek Carr did well under Chucky. Yeah, he got his first, he started throwing for fourth out while like routinely when he got with Chuck. And, uh, mm-hmm. and like, you know, even when Derek Carr, remember, um, in training camp, like he was there like that first day with him, wasn't he? Uh, it, with the Saints. You remember that? I don't know if it was training camp, it was some one of the first meetings or whatever. Like, Chucky was there with him, like, kind of, like, oh, yeah, yeah, this year, yeah, yeah, this year, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, facts. Yeah, no, because he was he was like overseeing guys, you know what I mean? Like, overseeing the offense, you know, like uh, he was like an offensive assistant basically. But then they just he was doing the lawsuit and all that. So yeah, yeah, I wonder if you can be you can't be employed by he was employed by the team, but I don't know. But being employed, he, by he the, was a volunteer assistant. Oh, there you go. Okay, he was, so that's why he was able to do that because like. Yeah, there's a he's he's kind of blackballed right now. That's what I'm saying. Where I don't know if like you know if to, to hire him, would they have to like would he have to drop the lawsuit? I mean, they would be campaigning for him to get hired like a motherfucker, wouldn't they? You that's where you would see the fucking Dennis Allen. Like if, if he, all of a sudden he starts changing his tune, you know what? I think we should bring in Chuck. Derek, you're like, really? <laughs> yeah, you know what the thing is with that? What it could happen is that they'll probably hire one of these young guys as the OC, and then they, if, if Chuck gets his lawsuit shit figured out, they'll probably bring Chuck in, like, this summer as, like, a senior offensive assistant or some bullshit. That thing is bound to get settled out. I just, It's just what's crazy about his lawsuit is that it just it's, it's a bazillion can of worms that were opened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and supposedly they had like all these names subpoenaed, and no one's gonna show up, and you know what I mean. And it's just, it's just gonna keep getting pushed back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The thing with Chuck, it's like, and it's just, I don't know if I want him because I feel like with him, he's got. Let's be real, Chuck, uh, John Gruden, he's got big dick energy. When he walks into a room, he thinks he runs that shit. I bet Dennis Allen wouldn't probably doesn't want that because then he he's gonna feel undermined because you know Chuck what? is gonna come in there and run the show. Let's be real. <laughs> when, when did they officially move to Vegas? Uh, the Raiders. Twenty twenty. Because remember they had they opened the brand new stadium oh, yeah. but no one could go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so so now feel me on this right when they opened that joint up. You know what I'm saying? They got Raider merchandise stores like in the mall and whatnot. You know what I mean? And uh, my man's was like, he sends me a picture, right? And he goes, look at this. I'm a, And he's a Raiders fan. And he's like, this is how bum my team is. Like the cutouts in the front of the joint. Like, you know, like the face. You're going to put like the face of your shit when you're, you know what I mean? And it was all cutouts of Gruden. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you know, just I'm just saying to your point, like you know what I mean, like when I'm there, saying, man, when he's right. there, he takes o- he takes over the room, yeah. and so that's why I'll be real with y'all. I don't think they go that route. I really don't, unless Derek Carr begs them. And I think if if he does come in there, he come in there like like I said this summer as like an offensive senior assistant, 
What up, Derek? Salute, brother. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and just say Salute. I want Shane Waldron <laughs> for y'all because yeah, yeah, I'd be okay with Shane, bro. I mean, he fucking re revitalized Geno Smith of all people. Yeah, a he, career backup. And he and he was, you know, the passing game coordinator when you know with Jared Goff at one point. So it's like, you Max. know, the reason I'm pointing out Jared Goff and Geno Smith is because I don't think they're world beaters. So like I'll, no. I'll I'll put a lot of water into like someone that uh yeah someone that was able to work with them and yeah like yeah, I mean, them Derek to be Carr, relevant. Derek Carr's kind of in that category for me, bro. Like I don't no, know. No, he is, bro. And like Shane Waldron, I think would be probably the best hire because I feel like the I I kind of like the pitcher too, the Dan pitcher. I think he'd be. I, I feel like the Robinson guy is almost like I'd like the Robinson guy if we were just starting from scratch because I believe he's pretty young. I think he's only like thirty something. He's thirty seven. He's a young cat. He'd be one that I'd like if like let's just say the Saints are like all right, we're blowing the whole ship up or whatever. Like then I'd probably rather him but you know since we're still trying to run it back with these 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 veterans i'd probably prefer either pitcher or waldron yeah i mean i i just like the waldron just based on like I, it's gonna be like a super fantasy viable offense too i'm thinking selfishly you know what i mean I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like what would be the best for all my olaves and it all by you know. yeah no I actually no I think Waldron would be I mean he did I mean we I mean we want we want the ball to be moved right we wanted someone that can move the ball so I mean fantasy and reality correlate to some degree so yeah I mean yeah. shit I mean like Ben Johnson he's good for fantasy but he's also good in real life obviously considering all these motherfuckers would hey coaching openings are interviewing him yeah. and then there's uh then you know the guy coming from the Bengals. i would say the same thing if he came through trying to implicate like what the Bengals do you know what i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna like that for the chris i kind of like yeah i kind of like i kind of like the pitcher idea the Bengals qb coach because i feel like the Bengals offense is they they's very balanced and just very like i feel like Derek carr at his best is kind of similar to joe burrow like when jarek the win Derek oh, cars which is very rare I know, right? Because he's not consistent. <laughs> I'm not saying he's Joe Burrow. He never will be. Never has been. Never will be. But when Derek Carr is at his best, it's when he's an efficiency guy, just kind of <laughs> just you know doing his thing, picking apart the defense. Derek Carr at his best. Derek Carr is not a gunslinger <laughs> at his best. Like let's be yeah, real. When like Derek Carr starts slinging it too much, he gets into trouble. Bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. What up, song? Shout out to song. Song and Tino. What up, Tino? What up, twin? And like it, you know, you, you could say, like, cause you know, Derek Carter, you know, he does have a good amount of fourth quarter comebacks because obviously he's been on shitty teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you know, he has a ton of uh fourth out wild yards uh, under his belt. But like, you know, when you talk about efficiency, definitely Joe Burrow, you know what I mean? If 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 that QB coach had anything to do with it, you know what I mean, then I would want that because man, Joe Burrow's not—he only thrown the ball like five hundred, like fifty times. Like, wait, has he thrown over six hundred times? I think I think he has once actually. Yeah, he had that one year where he was like a fucking dog for fantasy. Yeah, twenty twenty one, I think he threw that thing. Yep, the twenty two. Yeah, like twenty two, six so six. Yeah, see, I think that's the most he's thrown too. He was a, he was a dog back to the twenty one and twenty two. He was a fucking dog, and he would have been a dog this year if it wasn't for the fucking injuries. Yeah, that's uh, efficiency. Because you know sometimes I'll look for the the inefficiencies as long as they're throwing over like six hundred times, and I'm like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Let's compensate. Right, right. Like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to go I'll grab another beer real quick. I'll be right back. Yeah, and like, I mean, you know, speaking, I'm pretty sure uh, Spencer will, will, uh, will attest to this, is that like Derek Carr probably only has one more go at it here. He probably got one more year, and that would be best for both parties because it's like you could blow it up, and then at the same time, Derek Carr is still young enough that he could, you know, you know, perhaps go elsewhere to what might be greener pastures for him at that point. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like it's uh they're still holding on, like getting rid of Carl. I was telling the suspense they got rid of Carmichael. You know what I mean? He's basically a Sean Payton ripoff. I mean, he's been Sean Payton's guy for the longest under Sean Payton, but he never been a play caller. And then like, he basically just, they, they're like, okay, well, Sean Payton's retiring. So you just do everything you did. To the best, just try to try to copy him as best as you as can, and you know what I mean. Even all the way down to the Taysom Hill madness, like you know what I'm saying. Like that shit was annoying. And then you know they they end up a game away out of the playoffs two years in a row. And uh, you know it's kind of the precursor to this entire regime being being a uh, 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 replaced because you know you you knock one piece down first, right? You're like, all right, Carmichael, you gotta go. You know what I mean? Dennis Allen. Oh yeah, yeah. Poor Carmichael. Then. Bye, bye, bye. Ain't gonna see see you. Wouldn't want to be. You know, let the yeah, door hit you in the ass. Bad for Carmichael. No, I kind of do too. You know, actually, I don't feel bad for him because this is what exactly what no, he's gonna right do. He's gonna go. He's gonna go latch on with Sean Payton, bro. Let's be real. Yeah, Sean Payton. He's he's gonna go. Sean Payton's gonna save him. Like, hey, beat Carmichael. He he won't be out of a job for long. So yeah, Clint Kubiak is interesting. I didn't know that he was uh, in the conversation. He hadn't been he hadn't been interviewed. Well, I think it's because like I mean y'all are still in it, so like you know you gotta wait or whatever. But I think they can request the interviews. So I would think I mean he was just a rumored name. His pappy, so, his pappy learned from the master himself. Yeah, like Mike Shanahan. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you know it was like Gary Kubiak. He he also was one of the guys that gave Shanahan a shot early. You know, when they were in the Texans, you know what I mean? And then Shanny learned from fucking uh, the, the Bill I, Walsh, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Bill Walsh was like, he's like the, the West Coast offense started with Bill Walsh, right? Yeah, look, I looked that up. That's interesting because, like, I know he was – I, I Bill Walsh retires, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, and Mike Shanahan was under him. So you could say this is really all this shit that – that's the Bill Walsh tree continued. Kyle Shanahan, like, oh man, and it's what man that be don't let Bill Walsh down, Kyle. That's what I'm saying. It's like Bill Walsh is like, man, if like if Kyle, that'd be something if it would come full circle like that. Yeah, Bill Walsh is dead, bro. So like, yeah, Shanahan would have to do it, you know, in honor in his honor. Like, we won five. uh, I mean, we won four Super Bowls, and the GM. I think was McVeigh's grandpa. Damn, for real? Damn. So yeah, no wonder McVeigh and Kyle Shannon have so much fucking success. Correlation, and I bet you he'd been hated. It's all been passed down. Been hated. He been hated. Sean, I fucking can't stand him. Yeah, because Sean's got one, and 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 now Kyle. Yeah, Kyle doesn't have one, so he's probably like, "Fuck Sean McVeigh, that that motherfucker." That motherfucker, he thinks he's all like, yeah, with his, with that uh, stupid oh ass, God. that stupid ass grin on his face, like you know, like because Sean McVay's all, he's the one in the team photo who's like, like yes. big cheesing, and then Kyle Shanahan's more like the rugged man's man. <laughs> and then like, and then there's um, what's that man's name, bro? Fucking uh, what up, us? Sean McVay, right? Oh yeah, uh, Chucky. 
I mean, I think Sean McVay got Yeah, right. Sean McVay patterns himself after Chucky with yeah, the rah-rah, like, yeah, let's go, guys. We got to play some hard game of football. Like, yeah. Like, he's the real, like, just kind of, like, in your I mean, face when he won person. The, when Sean McVay won the Super Bowl and they put him on the mic, he said, Super Bowl, baby! Right, yeah, exactly. He's just that, that ex- that, he's a that very eccentric that, character, yeah. But that was that, that he... That, okay, if anyone remembers that clip of, of John Gruden when they when he wins the Super Bowl, they show him on the sideline and he's hitting, hitting his air guns. Pow, pow, pow! Super Bowl, baby! Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is McVeigh, like just stole his whole. You know, you know what I mean? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Well, like, let's hope McVeigh's not sending racist emails. <laughs> well, you know, I heard McVeigh's a hell of a guy. He lets people sleep with his wife. <laughs> yeah, and she's like some Ukrainian supermodel, I think. She's like Russian or something, right? Yeah, he he probably auctions her off to all the players. They, oh, you had a bad game, buddy. Oh, yeah. Sean McVeigh don't ever speak on the on the on the issues in uh, Ukraine. <laughs> oh man, that McVeigh. Whew, man. Next on that, you know, what McVeigh does in his personal life, that's on him. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, it, but I'm, I'm glad to that the Saints are interviewing these McVeigh disciples because it's clear that these motherfuckers know ball, they know how to move the fucking ball. You know I, I mean, that's what we guy? need. What's up? You know why I don't want the Rams QB coach for y'all? Why is that? Because if you're the QB coach and then, like, you know, a motherfucker like Stafford goes out and then you, you know. You get a perfect example to show the world you're good, right? Because you get Brett ripping, right? <laughs> you can't do shit. You know what I mean? I mean, shit, they won a game with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is, but come on. Carson Wentz had, you know, he's a, he's a former, you know, he's he's a guy. He, okay. I, I mean, Shane Waldron was their QB's coach. Mm-hmm. And he did with Jared Goff. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I'm not. I just like, think the reason the reason I will. I'm not. It's not because he's a QB's coach. I just think the guy he's a little too young. I feel like to work with Derek Carr to where like Derek Carr would probably be like, "Fuck, this dude's like barely even older than me." Like, I feel like it'd be hard for this guy to earn Derek Carr's respect, kind of thing. Yeah, and, like, and, and, I don't know. With, with I just Shane. don't think it'd be a great match. Where like the other care. guy, the pitcher guy, it's like. I think the pitcher guy could could come in and be like, "Look, bro, I've worked I mean, with Joe Burrow for fucking four Brown, years. Yeah. He's kind of he's Brown. young too, but I think he's earned more cred." Browning was second when him and when he came in the league uh, to, uh, to start to finish out the year. 
he he was like second in passing yards from that time that he started. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like this pitcher guy is more qualified to me. I I mean, they just want to do their due diligence, but to me, the Robinson guy is a distant third. I think it's, if it's, well, they're going to interview more people. I think, I think Clint Kubiak, I think is going to be one of them, but um, I think Waldron and pitcher are going to be, the two that it comes down to if i had to guess out of the three we've we've seen so far i think those are the two like because i just like i was saying the robinson guy mm-hmm. i don't think's quite is, is qualified because like you were saying i mean they had it with ripey and i mean he, they sucked or rip or whatever the hell his name is that's a that's a weird last name r-y-p-i-e-n right. that's a weird ripen i guess yeah but, right uh, yeah Right. He's garbage, though. I mean, so, like, I mean, you can't blame the guy too much. We'll see, though. I mean, whoever Mickey goes with. Man, all right, here we go. I, I got a rant real quick, y'all. I got to like, say, fuck let, Mickey. Let, let him have it. Fuck Mickey Lewis. He shows up to the press conference, and the whole press conference, this is him. <laughs> Chewing gum the entire <laughs> press conference. Smacking his lips. No shame. Just, you know what that tells me with Mickey? The Saints GM, he's just sitting there like, I've got this job and they're not going to fire me and I can do whatever the fuck I want, bro. That's the vibe I got from him. And that shit pissed me off because it's like, bro, you have not been get handling, bro. Ever since you lost Drew Brees and Sean Payton, you have been ass, bro. You've been buns. Like, you, you Saints have been buns, bro. Like, they have not, with all the talent on that roster, bro, like, there's no excuse to, to the Saints haven't made the playoffs since Drew Brees was there. And I see y'all laughing in the chat here. It's true. I mean, it's just like, bruh. I mean, if you got all this talent, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, and you missed the playoffs three years in a row, that's incompetence, bruh. And I mean, it starts from the top. So I don't want to see my fucking GM. Walking up, we've missed the playoffs three years in a row. Walks up to the presser, smacking gum, acting like he ain't got a care in the world. That's bullshit, bro. You need to be working your fucking tail off and showing these fans that you give a shit. Like, shit really chapped my ass, man. I just, that, that that's the kind of shit that annoys me. Because it's like, bro, it's, if you flexing like that and you're winning, that's one thing. I mean, okay, yeah, you've earned that. You're winning, you can act a fool. All right, you can chew gum and do what the hell you want. You can chew gum and stick it on the mic. If you win and no one's going to question you, but if you're losing or in the Saints game, or even they aren't necessarily, I mean, the Saints aren't necessarily like a losing team, but they're a mid ass team. And in the NFL, it doesn't matter if you're mid or losing. We're trying to win Super Bowls here. The NFL is an all or nothing business. That's why when shit's not working, you scrap it and start over. Look at the Texans. It wasn't working. Deshaun Watson got in all the bullshit with the hello, lady. So they shipped his ass out. They started over. Look at him now. C.J. Stroud winning football, divisional round. It only took, it didn't even take him a year. First year with the reset with the new regime. Boom. They're fucking in there. The Saints need a reset, bro. And unfortunately, it's probably not going to happen until Mickey Loomis hangs it up. But hopefully... Hopefully they can get a decent OC here and uh, 
<laughs> yeah. I tell you what, bro, Deshaun Watson, the Rams just fired their OC. This is gonna be a make or break season for him. <laughs> he better he better hope the ladies are treating him well because he's gonna be out of a job if he don't perform well this year. All or nothing business, a hundred percent, bro. It is a hundred percent all or nothing business. And yeah, bro, that's what we're here for, bro. We we bring the heat here on the Guru Nation powwow. Let's fucking go. <laughs> so you're giving them one more year, and then uh, and everybody's got to go. Exactly. And uh, what up, Crispy? Crispy just pulled up. Yeah, just went on my rant here about just I'm so sick of Mickey Loomis's bitch ass, bro. Pulls up to the press conference smacking gum like a fucking teenager, bro. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? You haven't made the playoffs since 2020. Three years you missed the playoffs, and yet you you chilling, acting like you just fucking like you ain't got a care in the world. Who was that shit? Who was the other guy that's the, he came from the Saints too? Ryan Pays, the squinty eye dude. Was that his name? Was Mickey Loomis like a prime? Ryan Pace? I think was his yeah, name. Ryan Pace. A, he, yeah. he was the former Bears GM. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Did he come did up he, he under? Come yeah, he was. Yeah, he worked under the Mickey Loomis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Failed. Man. Failed GM, bro. Yeah, Just oh, like Mickey Loomis is not any good. <laughs> no, he's not. Same thing with Terry Fontenot, bro, at the Falcons, looking like a failure GM. Because look at the Falcons. They take skill. They think it's fantasy, bro. They take skill every year in the We're first round. On a QB, they right, think you know? it's fantasy. Fantasy football, bruh. They think it's fantasy football, single QB. They wait on a QB, and they take skill, bruh. Like, what a bunch of idiots. This ain't fantasy, bruh. This is reality. (laughs) They got got this nice-ass car with no one to drive again, huh? That's what I'm saying, and they thought they thought they were slick because Terry Fontenot was a minority executive. They got a draft pick from the Saints from that, and they thought they were slick because of the Rooney rule. And no disrespect to the Rooney rule. I understand why they put that in place, but the Falcons played themselves with that because it didn't mean anyone from the Saints front office I would not touch. Because Mickey Loomis, bro, that, that motherfucker don't know what he's doing. He was carried by Drew and Sean. Like, let's be real, bro. Let's be real. So we'll see what happens. But and if it works out, he can come. Like I said, if you're winning... I don't care what you do. You can come out to the press conference without a shirt. I won't give a shit. If you're winning, it's cool. But you're not winning, bro. I don't want to see you acting all big and bad when you're losing. It's like if you're losing, it's like you better come in there with a humble approach because guess what? The most successful, I mean, look at Belichick. It's the same energy every time. Yeah, it's boring. It's black. You know, and they have been losing lately. But I mean, the bottom line is Bill Belichick. It's like it's all business, bro. I mean, even Sean Payton. Like, I mean, with Sean, it's a no nonsense thing. I mean, you're not gonna catch those motherfuckers smacking gum in their press conferences. I mean, they might not give you much quotes. You know, they might not give you much to work with as a media member, but they surely, um, they're not gonna be smacking gum. That's for damn sure. McCarthy is yeah exactly bro that's why I was thinking Dallas might fire that motherfucker Crispy's prediction is Jerry Jones fires Steven oh no they better not (laughs) if they do that Crispy it won't be y'all's year for a long time because Steven Jones is the only hope y'all have y'all better hope that when Jerry goes RIP that Steven takes over because I think Steven's been making a lot of those decisions 
like the good decisions. I think he's the one that kind of can help talk Jerry off the ledge. So if Jerry goes cuckoo crazy and, and outs is his son that actually has half a brain, then, then yeah, Dallas is going to really, really go down the toilet. You know, it, it won't even be one and done. It'll just be done. You know, it'll just be, I'll, I'll just be, you know, two and 14 or some shit every year. But yeah, bro, this shit is just like, it's crazy, man. I just don't understand how, like, lacking, how someone like Saints GM Mickey Loomis can lack self-awareness that badly. Like, how? Like, how can you walk up to the fucking, like, the, the that was his first press conference since the season ended. And walk up there without a care in the world smacking gum. Like, like I just, I, I just, it, it blows my, my mind. I hope Uncle Jerry does the right thing and leaves the team to Coach Prime. That'd be funny. That's the thing. Everyone's oh, they should have fired McCarthy and brought in Coach Prime. Like, I don't know, bro. Coach Prime didn't impress me. I think Coach Prime, I'll be honest, I think Coach Prime is kind of soft. I mean, I'll be real. I mean, he talks a big game, but I think he's a lot of bark and not a lot of bite. Colorado was terrible on defense this year, man. Terrible. Colorado was not a physical football team. I mean, they got, they almost lost to Colorado State. I mean, I, I, I'm sick of this coach project. I know you're just joking, Tino. I get, but it's just like, I, I don't want to hear about this coach prime anymore. I, I'm done with coach prime. I mean, maybe he'll prove me wrong this year, but I'm starting to think coach prime's a mirage. I mean, it's one thing, okay, yeah, you were winning with an HBCU, but now that you're with the big dogs, don't even win enough games to be bowl eligible. Yeah, it's I, I don't want to hear about Coach Prime, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, uh, hopefully everything's all good on there. And uh, well, it, it's the transfer portal era now, you know. So, but we'll see. You know, I'm yeah. I mean, and he is still young. I mean, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, but. I, I'm just at a point where I'm just tired of hearing about it. I just feel like he, they got way too much hype for that, what is it, 3-0 and start or whatever they got off to. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. He definitely has an eye for talent, you know. So I think they could eventually get to being fairly good. But I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say this. Coach Prime is never winning a natty. He um, might bring them to the playoffs. Problem. But he is not winning a natty. He is not winning. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if he gets able to get a job like uh, Alabama or something. But even then, I don't know. What if Belichick is like, screw it, I'm going to Alabama. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm just, you know, I'm just, it's just tongue in cheek. But you know what I mean? Not serious at all with that. Tino doesn't even think he gets in the playoff. I think he, I'll give him this. I think he could get, maybe not this year, but I'll even go as far to say, I think he could eventually get his team in the playoff, but he ain't winning a natty. Playoffs? <sighs> yeah, you know what? Huss is saying he increased like 400. Oh, yeah, they were. They only won like one game the year before. Mm-hmm. But Prime can. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because yeah, well, he's not, he's not going to stay at Colorado. So, yeah, if he moves up, well, you know, we'll see. I don't know. But I just, I'm just, I just get sick of all the hype surrounding him. It's like, yeah, he 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 can motor. He is a leader of men and all that. But I feel like though he doesn't, he didn't. He well, he lacked defense. He was too worried about all this like 
skill and all that. His team wasn't physical <laughs> enough. I mean, they got bullied in a lot of those games. They weren't physical if, if enough. He get, if he gets a lot of those guys, uh, the same guys back year two, you know, it's only natural they're going to take a step forward. You know what I mean? I mean, this is his first year, right, as the head coach over there. You know what I mean? Kind of implicating a new pro, new program, new way of doing things. Right, right. Yeah, they were small, like the, you know, yeah. saying, yeah, they were just too small. It was just like, we get dogs, dogs. Well, you, you need big I mean, uglies, look at Michigan, bro. They were hell. You need, you need to big uglies, bro. You can't worry all this. He's all worried about dogs, dogs. All he worries about is, is skill. Exactly. No trenches. You got to have I mean, trenches, bro. You got to be good in the trenches. You got to get the big uglies. If you don't have the big uglies, it doesn't matter how many dogs you got. The dogs can't eat unless the big uglies are blocking for them. I mean, prime, even Prime as a player, he was more finesse than like, you know, he was way more finesse and skill than he was, uh, you know, like a physical. Right, like, right. Like, That's I mean, He was a shoestring tackling motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they always knocked him down. He wouldn't tackle nobody. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then, well, to be fair, Hus, Colorado has had some pretty good years. They've never been a national title contender, per se, but Colorado, Colorado's had some pretty solid years. They were a pretty good Big 12 program. <laughs> they weren't always shit before he got there. They were shit, you know, the year before he got there, but they they had some they had some pretty good years and but yeah, no, they were never really like they were never a national title contender. So yeah, if he could get them in that range, and yeah, that would like be huge hats I mean, off to him. I mean, shit, he could they could rack off ten wins and still not get in because like I mean, look at team. Yeah, they only like, it's only twelve that get in. So yeah, and then you know what I mean, a motherfucker that goddamn undefeated didn't get in. You know what I mean? But, Thing you know. is though, I'm pretty sure they're in the Big Twelve, which is the weakest of the power conferences. <laughs> well, not of the Pac-12 dissolve. It's the Power Four. And the Big 12 is the weakest of the Power Four. But if they would win the pack, the Big 12, that would mean okay. that they get into the, uh, you know, into the playoff. But I think they let in all the, mm. the four conference winners are all guaranteed a spot. Okay. And yeah, no, you, yeah, yeah, that. for sure. No, yeah, they've that. never been on that level. So yeah, if he could get them into that level, you know, that'd be great. As far as his legacy, I think if he would do that, then he then someone like Bama would would hire him, and then if he goes there, then maybe he could get a natty. But I'm gonna still say, I'm gonna say it right here, right now. I'm gonna say it on record. Coach Prime never wins a natty. We'll see if he proves me wrong, but I don't think he will. He ends up coaching in the league at one point. That's another thing. He might go to the NFL instead. Or yeah. he could pull a Harbaugh, go to the NFL, then go back to college and win a natty. That's what Harbaugh did. He probably Harbaugh probably hates his brother, huh? He's yeah, like, but it, at least Harbaugh, I'll give this to Jim Harbaugh. At least he won the fucking shit. I was worried he'd he'd lose. It would have been the like, story of Harbaugh. He, as a yeah. player, couldn't win the big one. I think he got to the title game, right? As a player, got to the AFC title game at one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he, he won the big one. Let's be honest. Let's give him his credit. He won the big yeah, one. Yeah, bro. He won the I big mean, one. He might have cheated, but you know, all the greats do. Yeah, yeah Bill Belichick cheated. I mean, come on. Nick Saban <laughs> cheated. They all cheat, bro. Let's be real. Yeah, but anyway, I think I will say this, though. We'll have more on this. Oh, we need to preview these games here. One more thing before we, we preview these games. J.J. McCarthy is going to be a solid NFL QB. I'm not going to say superstar, but I think he will be a very solid NFL starting QB. 
The kid from Michigan, bro. That Post kid is a leader. Came from a, a quote-unquote He's a fucking offense. leader. Yeah. And he, he he's very strong. He meditates before every game. He's on his shit. He's improving. He can run. Tino disagrees. I know he looked kind of rough in college. He looks kind of rough as a passer. But I'm telling y'all, J.J. McCarthy is a kid that's going to continue to improve and if he continues to improve, which I think he will, he'll be a starter in the NFL. He's one of those guys, if he falls, like Jim Harbaugh, probably be like, "Come aboard." <laughs> yeah, he'll, that'll develop, bro. I, he's never gonna have an arm like Josh Allen, but I think he's gonna eventually get his arm. I mean, everyone said Drew Brees had a weenie arm. Look how he turned out. I mean, Drew Brees is like the real life story of uh, the rookie. You know, the kid that like fell on his arm or some shit, then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he could like throw it like a hundred miles an hour. The thing is, it's like, just like it's, Drew Brees came back better after that shoulder. Yeah, he threw the ball. He threw a few. I mean, it's not. It wasn't special. They didn't need him to though, because they had their that great running game, bro. They didn't need him to throw. I'm telling y'all, McCarthy, if needed, can he he he'll be able to get it. But I know that's a hot take, so we'll we'll save that for another day. Let's move on to preview these games, bro. Our first uh, divisional round matchup here. Let's pull it up here. Got the handy notebook. We got the Texans, Ravens. Shout out to Kaka, Miles Peacock. We got the H Town Huddle right after this. Texans uh, getting nine and a half at the Ravens, bro. That that number is tempting. I might take I'll the take points. The Texans there. and the points. I'll take the points. Yeah, forty three and a half over under. I think I'll take the under. I think that's gonna be kind of an mm-hmm. ugly game. And um. You know, gonna be, there's going to be some elements, and um, <laughs> there's be two 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 defenses. Um, you Phoenix know, is going pause. <laughs> I will say, like you know, um, I hope they got something for Lamar on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, because you know that's uh, kind of been a, uh, you know, the uh, D'Amico's uh, his kryptonite with his defenses. Like, you know what I mean? Like, got you know, games where I can remember with my Niners where we can't bottle up no fucking Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think I'm going to, on this, I'm going to pick the game. I'm going to take the, um, <laughs> take the points, but Ravens, I think, are going to win straight up and take the under. So that's kind of what I'm thinking there. Mm-hmm. And I'm then uh, Packers, Niners. Uh, I think your Niners. Uh, I hate to say it. Kind of like the points here. Cover. Kind of like it. You think no? You, you, wait, you take the points like, with the Packers? No, with the Niners. Kind of mm. like it. Yeah, because I think y'all should win that by like fourteen. Plus. I just don't want to say it. So to me, there's value there. And in the over, even if it's I just think, 10. I think y'all run that shit up, bro. I think y'all could hang forty at least on those motherfuckers. So give uh, me the over like fifty that. and a half. I'll take the over. But I get why you're paranoid, Bogey. I would yeah. be too if the Saints were in this spot. I mean, they just beat. The number two seed, one of the best teams in the league this year. Yeah, no, I understand. No, they, they're, they're hot right now. Let's be real. They're hot right now. I mean, Jordan loves fucking rolling. I mean, shit, his, his shorty was trolling the Cowboys. Like, he's hella confident right now. I mean, shit. But Ooh. I think your Niners humble his ass. I really do. I think Jordan Love, I think he throws multiple picks. Whatever his interceptions prop is, give me the over. He's been he's been fairly clean uh this, this last stretch though, right? No, he has, but I think that I mean we saw he can he can be dirty when he's rough. I mean, we saw him on that Monday night where he threw a gang of picks, bro. And he gets flustered, he starts slinging it, and then it, it gets ugly. I think that's what happens in this one. I think your Niners wipe the floor past, with them I mean, boys. I mean, they they held they held uh, Parsons in check 
for a minute there and like but like you know you got to deal with bosa and chase young and and hargrave in the middle we got armstead back so it's gonna be hard to run run on us in, interior wise and you know they uh we, you know we're like ken and ryu lightweight you know what i'm saying like yeah I, I, you know what i'm saying whereas like in far as styles of offense but you know they like like a lot of inside zone run and uh you know we're, we're not we're not the cowboys and you know what i mean so yeah i mean shit Right, the kid from Michigan's right up there because the Ohio State kid's going back to school. So you got Blake Corum, the kid from Michigan, who's right up there. And then that kid from Texas is good, as well as Trey Benson from Florida State, who Crispy, I mean, Tino's saying, I like Benson, but I got a bias. Those three, I'd probably say, would be the top three. But I haven't studied the class real in-depth yet. There might be someone I'm forgetting about. But those three, I think, would be the top three. Blake Corum. Trey Benson and the kid from Texas. I forgot his name, but he he's a dog. So we'll see how it shakes out. But uh, our next game, Bucks lions lions uh, uh, You got to lay six and a half. They're favored by six and a half. Uh, Vegas expecting them to win by about a touchdown over under 48 and a half. Pretty high total there. I kind of like the under. I could see that being kind of grimy, kind of like I could see Detroit kind of making that ugly for Baker. I could see them just coming out pounding the rock. I know the fucking Bucks pass defense sucks, but like I, I, I like I don't the know. Over. I, I, you like the over. I'm gonna take the under, and I think Baker. I think Baker could keep that joint close. I think the Lions win it, but. And it's like six and a half. That's kind of a shit number. I don't know what to do there. I'll probably take the, uh, yeah, take the points with the Bucks. I wouldn't recommend making that like a best bet or anything, but I kind of think that's the the move there. Kind of like the Texans Ravens thing. I probably take the points with the dog. You know, the favorite probably will win, and then take the under. I kind of see that <clears throat> being kind of ugly. But yeah, Michigan's O line was very good. So yeah, Corum. I don't think it's going to be anything like amazing because they got that other guy. The other guy was really good for them. Their other running back was the star of the national championship. So, I mean, shit, bro. I don't know. I, um, yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I need to study that class more. Yeah, Jordan 455 Tugs. Is that the kid from Texas? I don't know who, uh, I don't know. I need to brush up on my uh, on my study there, but yeah, it's still early in the process. It's only January. We got plenty of time to study the twenty twenty four class. Hell, not even everyone's declared yet. Who's gonna? And yeah, the Michigan O line. Yeah, that the Big Ten, bro. They they get they get down in the trenches, bro. People can criticize the Big Ten all they want. They might not have necessarily the skill guys, but but they've got the fucking you know. They've got the trenches locked down, bro. The Big Ten, they that's big uglies, bro. They get physical. And the bottom line is people don't want to admit it because everyone loves fantasy. Everyone loves flashy, sexy statistics and all that. But guess what? If you've got a strong O-line, you're going to be a contender. I mean, shit, look at the Niners, bro. Yeah, they've got the flashy weapons, but, I mean, they've also got it locked down in the trenches. I mean, and look at the Ravens. Yeah, Lamar is nice, but... They've got some fucking dogs down in the trenches, bro. People sleep on them big uglies. So, yeah, we just spitting facts up in there. And in our last game, Bills Chiefs, bro. This might be kind of picking with my heart because I'm rooting for the Stallion. But give me the Bills, bro. Two and a half, I'll do that. I think they'll win that shit. 
by I'm going to say by a tug. So I think there's some value there. And in the total, I think it's going to be fairly back and forth. I'll probably take the over. I mean, shit, 45. It's Mahomes and Allen, bro. Like, like, give me the over. Give me the over, bro. Mahomes and Allen, they're going to duke it out, bro. I mean, I know the defense has been really good over there, but like, I, they give me the over. I think those two duke it out in enough to where that thing goes over. And I think the bill, I think the stallion gets his revenge, man. I really do. I think the stallion, Josh Allen's got that dog in him for real. I think he's, this is his year, bro. Everyone counted him out. They've won five, six in a row. Like shit, bro. I mean, yeah, that's the game of the week. That's going to be the last game of the slate. And I don't think it's going to disappoint. We all know how competitive Mahomes is. He's not going down without a fight. I don't think there's, I don't think he's going to get his ass kicked by any means, but I think they're going to trade blows, and I think in this round, I think the Stallion's going to get him. I remember last year, everyone was like, oh, Patrick Mahomes never beaten Joe Burrow. But guess what? Mahomes got his revenge. I think that's going to be the case this year. Oh, Josh Allen never beat Mahomes in the playoffs. But guess what, bro? Josh Allen's got that dog in him. Josh Allen and the Bills, bro. Bills Mafia. It's going to be in Buffalo. I think the home crowd's going to play a big part. Bills Mafia is starved. For playoff success, bro. They are starved. They want it so bad. And I think this is their year. They know it too. If they don't get it done this year, Sean McDermott's on the hot seat. Diggs, the whole crew's on the hot seat. Hell, even the Stallion. I know they paid him, but like if he wants to keep his guys intact and keep that crew together, they've got to deliver this year. So give me the Bills minus two and a half and the over 45. Von Miller just streaming on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Von Miller, bro. I mean, he's kind of, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of, I think, kind of past his prime there. But we'll, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, he, he might chip in and do a little bit. I mean, he's kind of, what did he even do this year? I forgot he was even still on the team. He didn't even have a single sack. He's almost, yeah, he's yeah, healthy. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Uh, he, but, yeah, no, it's funny that he was streaming, though. He's old. But, yeah, he, he could be something. I mean, shout out to Ninjas. Appreciate you tuning in. I mean, maybe he'll do something. Maybe he'll rock a, get a sack or something. I mean, he's just having his presence there is a positive. You know, he's a positive person to have there. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not at all mad at him being somewhat involved. So, that's going to – I think it's going to do it for this episode, y'all. We're, we're a little over the hour, so we got to – let Miles Peacock run his joint here. So appreciate all y'all. Uh, good luck to everyone, you know, in Dynasty and in those that are betting and in the playoff leagues are hot and heavy. I'm in first right now in the Hustler 13 joint. So, yeah, hopefully we can get this thing done. Get another, be my second year in a row winning the Hustler playoff league. So we'll see if we can keep the train rolling. But, well, yeah, we got to go. We got to let Miles do his thing here on the H-Town Huddle. He's going to have more analysis on that Texans-Ravens game. So, we'll be back. Uh, let's see if Bogey, uh, if Bogey can come back. We can uh, let him get his final thought. But I don't know if he's coming back. I think the baby, uh, he's saying the baby may have woken up there. So, probably what he's standing to. Mr. Bakes or Bakes a lot. What good? What's good, bro? Appreciate you tuning in. But we'll – um. We'll be back though next week. Stroud or Purdy? That's a tough one, Crispy. That's a tough. You know what? In the spirit of Peacock, Stroud. If we're talking dynasty, I'd rather Stroud long term than Purdy because Purdy 
more of a game manager. Stroud's more of a make it happen kind of motherfucker. So give me CJ Stroud and Dynasty. But that's going to do it for this one for real. So we'll be back later and make sure to tune in to Miles Peacock's joint, the H Town Huddle. Peace out, y'all. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park